Is there not an entire section on this subject? And no, yes, I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about Mithra, for example. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, it what have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, 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 let me politics today uh the political world is just going to be insane for the next nine months yep nine months till november when we will have our next election um and you know i've made predictions i've thought i had a handle on this political thing but you know i was the guy that said donald trump will never get the nomination um, of course, I did say once he did get the nomination that he was not going to lose to Hillary because she literally is the only person on this planet who had a heartbeat who could not beat Donald Trump in a general election. So, um, but I mean, as we got into this whole Democratic uh, primary season and all the different candidates and so on. Every prediction I've made, just throw it out the window because we don't know. Nobody, nobody knows. No matter how much you thought you knew about politics and so on, you know, the world is just, just coming back and saying, you know, hold my beer. Because, I mean, it was pretty much a, at one point as we looked at this, there was like no question of who was going to be the, the Democratic uh, nominee. It was, I mean, there, there was a question, but we, it, was, it was going to be Warren or Biden as, as we started this whole thing out. Um, the way things were, Joe Biden has just gaffed his way into becoming a joke. And he literally has become the joke of the, uh, the Democrat Party at this point, uh, the, the nominees that are out there, I mean, doesn't know where he's at statements that he's made to different, uh, people. What did he call uh, the dog face pony soldier? Whatever. I mean, taking a, a line from an old John Wayne movie. So Joe has, has really kind of made a joke out of himself. Liz Warren was a joke before she really started. But she seemed to have enough name recognition that she was going to be the one. But, you know, Bernie, Bernie's a socialist. That's all there is to it. I've said it before. If your statement that I support Bernie Sanders isn't immediately followed by because I'm not good at math, I can't trust you. Because... I mean, we've seen the, the interview clips and stuff like that of him, you know, well, what you're proposing is going to cost $60 trillion over 10 years. Oh, no, there's is not impossible, and that's not going to happen. And, and, well, what do you think is going to, well, there's no way for anyone to know that. So you're going to 
present something to the American people without knowing? Oh, of course we know what it costs. I mean, this guy, we think that Joe Biden's saying crazy stuff. Bernie's just out there. But I never expected at all, ever, whatsoever, to see Pete Buttigieg. I mean, even after, I didn't expect Pete Buttigieg to ever lead anything in this. And at this point, I mean, now, of course, 22, 21, there's like 1,900 delegates needed on the Democrat side to get the nomination. It's just, I mean, so we're nowhere close to the end. I mean, we've we've had Iowa, we've got New Hampshire, we've got a couple of Nevada coming up, South Carolina, then we hit Super Tuesday, uh, which will make a decision, and you're going to clear out a bunch of these people, but... You got Biden coming up in the very rear with six. You got Amy Klobuchar, uh, which again, I mean, I didn't even I didn't even bother to try to remember her name throughout the, like the first five or six debates because I thought she was a, really a nothing burger. But here she is um, coming in close second or close fourth uh, behind Liz Warren, who's in third place, and then. These are the, and this is this is the scariest thing that we can consider, we can look at. Now again, I'm I'm at the point at this point where I'm I'm still under the belief. Take it with a grain of salt, based on my path, based on past predictions. Who I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm still standing at this point under my beliefs, based on the opinions and so on of the political analysts and stuff that I respect. I'm just here to give my opinion. I look to these guys, Steve Dace, Ben Shapiro, uh, Bob Vanderplotz, uh, you know, all the guys that, that know what's going on out there. I look to them for their uh, data and their, and then I formulate my opinion on this. I'm not, you know, I disagree with these guys on different things here and there, but again, I I don't believe any of these people will beat Donald Trump in a general direction in a general election. I think that the the crazier the candidate, the the more uh, states and and uh, electoral uh, college votes Donald Trump is going to bring in. You know, but the two scariest guys that we can deal with from a conservative viewpoint. And again, I'm not coming at this from a Republican viewpoint because I am no longer a Republican, have not been a Republican for a long time. I come at this from a Christian worldview. And from a Christian worldview, the two guys on the top are the two guys we need to fear the most in this Democrat primary season. First of all, I mean, we already just dealt with it. Bernie's a, a socialist. Socialism doesn't work. It never has, never will. And that it is scary to think that, that the Democratic Party at this point is willing to put a socialist up to be their nominee. Be, and, and so again, I mean, you put Bernie in there, give him the nomination Donald Trump is going to walk all over him because America is not going to vote for a socialist. You will drive out the conservative voter base 
and insane. And we we've already we're already seeing it in other places. I mean, people are still going to Republican caucuses and, and so on. Be, even though I mean, there are a couple. I guess a couple of primary candidates. No one serious. That's a guy's name, Joe Walsh or whoever, um, that are, are you know in there against Trump. But when we looked at it was I think it was, I think it was New Hampshire, um, that you know that talked a lot about um, just the the turnout that they had for the Democrats. So many people turned out, but nobody's mentioning the fact that. Well over 100,000 people turned out to vote in Republicans. You've got an incumbent president. Usually at this point in time, not a lot of people are turning out for the caucuses and primaries when you're dealing with an incumbent president. I think they said that the number, it was either Iowa or New Hampshire. I'm not sure exactly which, but like 40 some thousand people in 2012 came out Democrat wise for Obama. Because they knew he was getting the nomination. There was nobody that was going to, because he was the incumbent. So a couple hundred thousand people showed up for these the caucuses and, and, and so on. hundred thousand people showed up for Trump. So you're already, I mean, the voters are coming out. People are, for whatever reason, I don't know why I didn't vote for him. I not 100% sure I'm going to vote for him again just based upon my Christian worldview and thoughts of who he is. Um, but people are showing up to vote for this dude, for Trump. So I'm not a really completely worried about either one of these guys at the top beating him, especially not Bernie. Again, America is not going to vote for a socialist. But Pete Buttigieg, here's the guy that, again... He's a wild card in all of this. As far as I'm concerned and as far as I can analyze it uh, as best as I can, again, with my limited knowledge and so on. Here's my concern with Pete Buttigieg. Again, my cousin just is going on and on about supporting Pete. My cousin, former uh, former Republican, first time he ever voted in Democrat caucus, or Democrat primary in Utah placed his vote for Pete Buttigieg. Um, here's my here's my concern about Pete, and then we're going to look at it again from a Christian worldview. I mean, I didn't vote for Donald Trump because grab him by the you know what's and and so on. Those statements were things that where I said I am not voting for this man. And stood my ground and, and stuck to my guns and did not vote for Trump. Again, if I'm going to not vote for Trump on a moral standard, then for the moral standard it would be my problem with Pete Buttigieg. And homosexual, uh, I mean, same-sex marriage, all this stuff that that I stand against, he is. And so... But he claims to be Christian, and we've talked about this before. I've talked about this a lot in other podcasts, but he can pull a lot of the very un, I don't want to say uneducated, but 
uh, low theological view um, Christians, I would I would not consider them Christians, but would draw those people to vote for him. All the liberal churches, all the churches that are coming out in support of LGBTQ, we're seeing it. You know, I mean, I could literally over even over the next few months, I could see people who like Beth Moore supporting Pete Buttigieg because I mean, she with she pulled edited her books, pulled out statements about homosexuality, will not give a definite stand where she. Uh, place where she stands on homosexuality um, is very close with Jonathan Merritt and stuff like that has has you know social media interactions with them so looking at that I mean literally these are the people who would come and vote for this guy why is that a problem again do I think Pete Buttigieg would win in a, a general election I think he has a far greater chance than Trump does um, or not Trump, than Sanders does. Sorry, Freudian slip there. He has a far better chance than than Sanders does of beating Trump. I still don't think he would. I think, again, America, I mean, we saw that, I don't know if you, go check out the video. There was a, a female in Iowa, the Iowa caucuses, that was there to uh, caucus for, Buttigieg until she found out did not know again here is the issue is you've got so many voters out there that just are not informed she had no idea that Pete Buttigieg was homosexual and so as they're talking and talking to the girl who is you know part of Pete's staff or whatever comes to this knowledge and she's like no give me my vote back <laughs> give me that i'm not i do not want to place my vote behind this man because he's gay and so i think we have there's still a section of america that will stand for some kind of moral value whether it's christian or not but there is a, a, a some kind of a moral standard that people will still vote for but again we are watching the church uh separate from those solid biblical teachings and and go leftward and and move to the left and start embracing lgbtq issues and so on again it started with egalitarianism and moving into this once you let go of one part of scripture where you're no longer uh holding firm to the teaching of the scripture you start losing other things. And so we've watched the church, that pendulum swing into the liberal side. So that would be my concern is that he would draw a portion of what has been typically considered the Christian vote. He would draw that away from conservative uh, values to vote for him because he claims to be Christian, you know, constantly making statements about Mike Pence coming at Mike Pence. Um, and so on. So Pete is the guy that, that I can, I'm concerned about more than anybody on that side. And now even more so as he's showing, having very good showings in the, the caucuses and the primaries and so on. We'll see how he does uh, coming up in, in Nevada and then South Carolina and Super Tuesday. I think by Super Tuesday, we're really going to see 
this race dr- come down to Buttigieg and Bernie. I really do. I, I mean, maybe Warren will stick around for a little while longer, depending on how she does. I think Biden's going to be out. I think Klobuchar is going to be out. All the other guys, Yang already dropped out. Sorry, I've been fighting that yawn for 15 minutes. Yang's dropped out. Different. I'm, I'm, Booker dropped out. A lot of these people have already dropped out. Um, so, I think it. I really do think down the the stretch, uh, leading up into the the Democratic National Convention, um, it is going to come down to to Buttigieg and Bernie um, are going to be your the the two front runners and. If Buttigieg gets that nomination, I think I think Trump's going to get a run for his money. I do still think he's going to win. I, I think it'll be a, bi- a bigger margin than he beat Hillary, but I think it will be a far tougher fight than if it were Sanders Trump uh, election in twenty in November. It is already is twenty twenty. Let one yawn out and they all start coming. So now we got to hurry and get through this. So here's part of the reason I'm so concerned about this. And we're already seeing it in different places. This week, uh, Dr. James White posted on Facebook. And this is a picture that Dr. White has posted on Twitter. But he posted on Facebook. This is the post he, he, he gave. No, I did not expect it in my lifetime, at least not until the last few years. Anyway, when the accelerator was slammed into the floorboard of the immoral revolution and the truly rotted out nature of the moral fabric of our culture became very, very clear. I love reading Dr. White. I really do. Um, There was a day when the nation as a whole would have drawn back in revulsion at the very thought of the first gentleman in this context. So he's, he's talking about the fact that Pete Buttigieg's uh, partner. And again, based on what he's going to write here in a minute, I will not call him a husband. He is a partner because he can't be a husband. They can't be married. Um, But supposedly Pete Buttigieg's partner is going to, if he's elected is going to refer to himself as the, first gentleman and so uh in this context it was unthinkable but the revolutionaries were very wise constant uh why very wise constant slow at first exposure made it more and more thinkable less and less shocking and eventually you get to the point where it is reveals that there is no solid foundation outside of traditional prejudice underneath the revulsion no biblical worldview, no honoring of marriage, no honoring of the terms husband or wife, father or mother, cultural momentum from a bygone day, now long deflected into the service of the revolutionaries. Not only did we not see it coming, but we are now only now coming to realize what it brought, what it all, what brought it all to pass. Allow me to play, state plainly, neither of these men are worthy of the title husband. And then you can't read the rest of what he put, but Facebook, obviously somebody complained and Facebook says this goes against the Facebook rules on hate speech and inferiority. Um, so again, when this election comes up and this election starts, if it is Buttigieg Trump, 
those of us who would, again, when, when I, when Trump and I was very adamant to not have people vote for Trump, I was, I was actively, well, I don't think I was actively, uh, trying to move people away from Trump. I basically said, if you want to vote for him, vote for him. But I was very vocal about the reasons why I was not going to vote for him. And I was saying from a Christian worldview, based on those things, I didn't think Christians should vote for him, but their choice. Uh, I was never banned. I was never put in, in Facebook jail or any anything else for saying Trump was immoral, for saying Trump was an or an adulterer, for saying Trump was not a Christian. Any of the things that I said about Trump in a negative sense, I, I never had to worry about being put in, uh, being censured or put in Facebook jail or having any kind of anything suspended, account suspended or anything like that. Anything that we as Christians put out on social media in a uh, negative light about Pete Buttigieg based on his sexuality is going to get us all blocked, banned, deplatformed, whatever you, whatever Facebook can do, it's going to get us, I could get, you know, get taken off of YouTube. I could lose all of that for making statements like this to say that, that Pete Buttigieg is not a husband. His husband is not a husband because they're not worthy of that term. They're not worthy of that title because that is a title that God gave to Adam when he married Eve. When that, that was a title that he was given. And all down through the ages, as marriage being ordained was God ordained it, husband is a title that was given by God. And neither of these men, because their violation of God's law, are worthy of that title. But we're not going to be able to say that. You know, we have had that for, for well over four elections now. Uh, maybe, well, let's see. Bush 2008, I think social media played a big part in, uh, or no, um, Obama was in 2008. So the Obama's two terms, so 2008, 2012, 2016, three elections. Um, I don't think social media had a whole lot to do in 2004, really was, you'd be pushing it. To, to have a lot of social media um, influence in 2000. There was a little bit, but far more Obama's two terms and, and Trump. Social media played a huge role. There, I mean, people are always saying on here, you're not going to change anybody's mind. But it truly is possible to change people's minds through social media and through the media and so on. And the fact that Anything, anything that we as Christians or conservatives would say in any negative light about Pete Buttigieg, if he should get the nomination, is going to get us deplatformed. It only takes one person to click that report button and say this is hate speech. 
to get it taken down. And Facebook is not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Twitter is not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. YouTube is not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. They're just going to say, you said this, it violates our terms, bam, you're gone. Even though if we come and say free speech and so on, again, I sit in the place where I look at these guys, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, whoever, Jack, whatever his name is, and whoever is in charge at Google or at YouTube. People started these companies. These are private companies. They can do what they want. I do not have a constitutional or human right to be on Facebook. They have every right. If they want to kick me off, they can kick me off. It's their company, their platform. I do not have a right to be there. Twitter, YouTube, anything else. I don't have the right to be there. They have the right to do whatever they want to do. I would like them to just let people speak and let the natural course deal with it, whether it's people blocking them. This is just talking today. I have a long list of people who have blocked me. Uh, and, and I'll probably never know who all has blocked me on Facebook, but I've been blocked by by some some distinguished people on on Twitter: Joel Osteen, T.D. Jake, Stephen Furtick, uh, all kinds of people on the left, and you know, uh, I hundreds of people have blocked me, and some of those I, I truly do wear as a badge of honor to have been blocked by some of these people, but it's. If, if these platforms would just let that happen, would let people just block those people that they didn't like, rather than just coming in and canceling people's accounts. You know, we saw it with Milo Yiannopoulos has been banned from Twitter for life and other, some other people who have been kicked off of Twitter. And it's, it's ultimately because they have said, I mean, Milo is not, I guess he somehow falls under the term conservative. He's not a Christian. I wouldn't consider him a real conservative. He's a a raging homosexual. um, uh, Has, in the past, promoted pederasty. um, Not a good guy. uh, Was at one point actually invited to speak at CPAC, I believe. Um, But yeah, he made a statement. He was kicked off of Twitter. So, and, and again, they have the right to do these things. They have the right to kick anybody off of their platform that they want. We have the right to go out and find other ones. And, and I've heard Marcus Pittman say this. I've heard Chocolate Knox say this. We need somebody. I wish I was smart enough, knew enough about these platforms and stuff to start something. But we need conservative people to get out and create and not just copycats or, or knockoffs, something better than Facebook, something better than Twitter, something better than YouTube. We need Christians to get out there and start making these things and giving us the place where we can go to once we're kicked off of these other ones. Because just like you saw with Dr. White, I mean, this is this is just they, they blocked and they they covered up this one thing nobody else can see this post but at some point in time that's going to turn into facebook jail he's going to be put on you know suspended for so many days and ultimately to the point where they're going to just kick him off the platform 
So we need to be acknowledge that. And then we need to, I, I say we need to be willing to lose those platforms to speak the truth. If we, if we refuse to tell the truth because we're afraid of losing a platform, then there's, a, there's an issue with your Christian worldview. Because truth should triumph over, and, and especially God's truth. The biblical truths should outweigh anything that we are looking to, whether it's platforms, whether it's positions, whether whatever. God's biblical truth should supersede all of that. And ultimately, it's going to get to the point where, I mean, we're seeing it with just talking about different biblical truths, but it's going to come down to the fact that the gospel, preaching the gospel, calling people to repentance, I mean, it's already gotten me blocked in in a lot of things by doing it, but it's going to get to the point where it's not just going to be the people that block you, but it's going to be the platform that cancels you. And we need to pay attention to that, and we need to be willing to do that, to preach the gospel. To, to do it again, we need to be willing to lose any platform, any station, any position, anything we have for the sake of preaching the gospel. And it, truly, if we are in that place, then we will be willing to go and always preach the gospel to preach the gospel at all times and use words because they are necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.